the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Appleton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Epicarth. What's going on, man? No, I mean, I don't know. Is anything, is anything happening tonight? Mm, no, nothing. Nothing. No, no. Nothing. Same, same shit all day. <laughs> Except that it's football day. <laughs> football day. <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so. The the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Detroit Lions are are battling it out right now. Uh, they are at halftime. The Chiefs are up fourteen to seven. Um, without Mister Travis Kelsey, nonetheless. So um, that's that's that was fantastic news to start to see for a lot of people who who took him in round one. Yeah. But um, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, he only misses one game. I kind of expect that to be uh, the case, but you know. We'll see what happens. We guess gotta play by week, week by week at this point. So, yep. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so yes, we are back in action in season, and uh, so we're gonna go through the normal fantasy six pack hour rigmarole, do our rankings, reviews slash start sit kind of talk. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna hit on some of the the hot news, you know, kind of, you know, trending topics that, that everybody's kind of talking about right now that you need to get our advice on, hopefully. And then um, tonight, though, we're going to have a little bit more fun because it is opening week, opening day, if you want to call it that for football. I don't know what the hell they call opening day for, no. for the NFL. It's not opening day, but you know what I mean. Um, you know what opening day is. Opening kickoff? I don't know. Um, yes. <laughs> First kickoff? I don't know. I'm going to make himself up and see if something sticks. Uh, none of it will. Anyway, no. you know what I mean? So first game of the NFL season, we're going to go through our predictions for the season. A little bit of NFL futures, perhaps, if you want to call it that. Um, so before we jump into all that, though, just want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button. It's over there somewhere, I think, down there. Um, but my fingers can both point in the same direction. Uh, leave that like button, give that thumbs up, you know, comment, talk to us. We're here. Uh, we, we, we like, we like hearing from you guys and then, uh, go over to fantasy six and become an all access member. Um, you're going to get access to our award winning rankings, our elite DFS content. We got Chris Robin on board this season, uh, Detroit beastie. He's, he's throwing stuff on our YouTube channel as well. You're going to get our projections, the DFS projections, stack DFS stack tool. You're going to get, and then you also get access directly to us, all of the analysts on Discord. Um, our Discord is free. 
to just kind of chat and just kind of talk some amongst yourselves and just, you know, we'll answer some stuff here and there, you know, but if you want your like specific trade questions, your sp- specific start sit questions, you know, waiver wire questions answered, you got to hit us up inside the member channels and get your questions answered there and uh, go over to fantasy six pack.net slash plans. Use promo code S six P NFL for 15% off. That's going away soon. So if you want it, you got to jump in on that, on that, uh, that promo code now. So with that being said, let's bring in our guest. And uh, it is Mr. Chris Allen from Fantasy Life. Uh, how's it going, man? I mean, fellas, it's opening kickoff day. We've got <laughs> live football on our screens right now. Literally right now. The second half just started. Right. Well, so, it, like, oh. well, I think the, the, the best part about this, and I've been thinking about this, like, all day, it's not the fact that we've got live football. It's not the fact that we've got Patrick Mahomes on our on our screens and arguably like the best quarterback, you know, in, in the league as of right now. But the fact that we've got a like we're like all of the offseason debate bullshit yeah. stops. Like we're done. No offense, guys. I loved everybody's feedback for our draft cheat sheet. Everybody seemed to have liked it. Um updating that was a bitch <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't have to do that anymore so it's now just i mean the in season is still a grind but man the off season is way more of a grind there's just because, so like, much you, noise you, from you every release direction your rankings and stuff and then somebody will automatically look at it and just be like well i think this dude's gonna be better than that guy or you've got him down here i like <laughs> this guy better and like yeah. it's this back and forth conversation debate that you gotta have with people all based off of stuff that happened last year and now we've got live football on our screen so now it's just like let's shut up and just watch football let's like, enjoy let's, it let's, have fun and let yeah. me tell you next week what's going to happen based right. off yes. this let's be done with all that <laughs> right um so anyway man um so you are here week one because unfortunately you had uh i forget what had happened but doesn't matter at this point you had to you had to bow out right, unfortunately sir, uh during during the season during the yep, up- yeah mm-hmm. um but we are glad to have you here opening the season with us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some comments here. Uh, so, uh, by the way, happy birthday, Jamie Parag. Um, I know you're in the chat. Anyway, man. So birthday, let's, Jamie. let's jump into this. And, uh, of course, first, man, with, with you on board, we, of course, have to do Beer of the Week. Mm, beer. So uh, we we may or may not have peer pressure, Chris, into drinking. It wasn't on purpose, actually. <laughs> he kind of peer pressured himself. <laughs> like, we just talked about it, and then he was like, all right, fine. Uh, so anyway, Chris, I know you brew your own stuff, so we always look forward to hearing what you have on tap. What you got, man? Yeah, so uh, so this one right here, so it's an orange hazy uh, IPA that I brewed for a recent uh, homebrew competition. So it's the beer and sweat uh, keg only competition hosted by the Blotarian uh, Brewing Club. That's out of uh, like the Cincinnati area. And it's, it's an awesome event to go to. So if anybody's ever in like the southwest Ohio area in like the early, like the early August time frame, they want to come with me. I'll pay your way to get in. Uh, I mean, y'all know John Bosch, right? I mean, does mm-hmm. like most advanced limber stuff. Yeah. Bosch, like a uh, Bosch, came up uh, and hung nice. out with me like during the competition, and you know, spent the evening just hanging out, drinking beer, and I think for twenty bucks, 
you can just become a member for the evening and you can sample all the taps, like all the kegs and stuff that are there. And I think this season it was about 80 or so. Uh, so you're just <laughs> hanging out there, drinking from all the taps, uh, and then, you know, nerding out with all the other home brewers for the evening. Uh, so, yeah, I submitted this one along with a, uh, a honey, uh, a honey ale on top of that. Right. Uh, but uh, both had like strong scores. Didn't get any medals like this year, but at least, uh, you know, this I brewed something I like. And that's really all I care about. Hey, at this man. Point. That's all there is to it, awesome. man. Yeah, yeah. If you like it, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. AJ, what about you, man? All right. I myself am uh, going back to the well of good flavors from my buddy's stash that he left for me, Devil's Purse Brewing. This is the Hen and Chickens Double IPA. Uh, actually, I only gave this one a 3.5. 3. Uh, it's good. It's just it's not overpowering by any means, um, but it, it is pretty solid, easy, very easy drinking, light double IPA. Uh, it's still an 8%er, so we'll see what happens as I get my way through. 8%er. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm drinking the last of the Vermont brews that I've got. And this one is a Fiddlehead Brewing Company, Fiddlehead IPA. I've never heard of them before this was given to me. Um, yeah. It is, I don't even know what percent, eight, uh, 6.2, which is probably a good thing because it's a tall boy. <laughs> so it's a, uh, what? Seven, 18 ounce or something, shit like mm-hmm. that. I don't even 18 1.32 floor ounces, one pint point. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, one, okay. whatever. One pint ounces, so like 19.2. Tall boy, yeah, 19.2. If I can do the math, like, what is this on there? One gallon, I meant one pint. Yeah, yeah. Was... sorry. It's like, I've got this little jug here, right? <laughs> all right. I mean, I'll probably right. give it like. It's it's definitely not as good as the alchemist that that I've had, but I saved the the tall boy for the big for the big show. I was excited about it, but it didn't hit. I should have saved one of the alchemists, but it is what it is. But um, yeah, maybe maybe like a three and a half. It's not it's not great. Anyway, man. Uh, so let's jump in here. We're uh, gonna start out with uh, oh boy, um, Cooper Cup. What do we do? Um, obviously, Trading. people that have uh, what's up, Chris? Um. Chris Robbins in, in the house. What's happening? What Obviously, drafts are over. People have drafted him. There, it is what it is, right? Um, you know, it, it, I had a couple of drafts this last, not a couple, like six or seven drafts in the last week and a half, and I was avoiding him like the plague. It was just like I'm out. Like I, I didn't want to deal with the headache of Cooper Cup. Like there's guys I know he's awesome when he's on the field, but just no, thank you. Um, now we know he's at least out for this week, there's all these like tweets going out about, you know, you know, he was getting a second opinion on a hamstring to see what's actually going on. And then Sean McVay kind of let slip or maybe on purpose. Let, I don't know what that was. It might've been nerve damage. That's by uh, obviously your boss, Matthew Barry, uh, who kind of retweeted that, that tweet. I don't, I don't know what to think about Cooper Cup. I know I didn't drop him very like super far in my draft rankings. I only put him at like wide receiver 10 or 11. Man, I was so tempted to just throw him down at like 25 and just be like, I'm out. I mean, I could be dead wrong on him, but man, 
that could have hit really that could have hit really big for me in you know in the end of the year competition obviously but that's not what i'm here for man if this guy can actually play like 13 14 games you know he's baller and so he you know he's easily gonna be top 10 so that's why i left him there if he misses more he misses more but that's you know that's probably where he should have been drafted was like top 10 top 12 receiver still at that point what do you think chris uh that's i guess without knowing more because i i'm not an injury injury specialist like in the slightest i think that's what gives me my biggest concern is that without without understanding what the mechanism for the injury is and what the potential outlook would be for him i'm i've been staying away mm-hmm. because let's say he let's say if he does come back is this an injury i don't i'm not saying i claim to know or anything like that but is this an injury that can pop up again can it linger can it just can it get re-aggravated at any time? So it's easier for me to look at the other options in the first round that we're typically going around him and to say, I'll just take those guys. Like whether it's going to be, whether it's Hill, who's typically been going ahead of him, uh, Eckler is going around him. And so I just start an RB instead. Uh, Diggs, who's been going behind him. I mean, a- any of the first round guys have been going around cup. I'll just make my bones on ha- getting a wide receiver that's going to get, let's say, similar target volume and theoretically on a much better offense uh, than what the Rams are going to yep. look like for 2023. And I'll just, if he winds up burning me, he winds up burning me. Yeah. If it was just going to be a hamstring thing, okay, I understand to some degree, I understand hamstring injuries, at least relative to NFL players. But now when you're talking nerve damage, having to go see a specialist, all this additional stuff that's like at the very least indicates it's more than just a hamstring injury. I'd rather just walk away and just wash my hands of the entire situation, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, So what about when he comes back? Right. So let's hope. Right. You know. Yeah. Hope so. He's awesome when he's on the field. I want to watch him. You know, um, my Scott Fishbowl team be damned. He's the only he's the only that's the only team I have him on. But let's just say, like, when, so when he comes back, right? Are you like, let's let's say DFS, right? Are you going like, all right, you know, say he's playing, say he's playing Oakland or care or the Cardinals, right? Good matchup. Yeah. Are you just throwing him in? Are you kind of a wait and see? Let's let's see if he makes it through a game or two before you're kind of confident with a Cooper Cup. I'm assuming from a DFS standpoint, their best shot would be to play him the very first week that he comes back. I mean, assuming that the cost for him to play him on a, uh, on a, any one week type platform is going to be relatively lower to what he would normally be priced at mm-hmm. if he was, if we knew he was full strength. So I'd be happy to pay that price for him at that cost, like or pay that price for him without, with the uncertainty uh, attached from on a one week type system or one week format, so, like season long or whatever, I'll just manage around him. Like I'll draft around him or something mm-hmm. along those lines. But on, from a DFS standpoint, if the team is saying he's back, he's practicing throughout the week and, and so on and so forth. And he has the type of matchup that we know that typically he would smash. And I'm also going to potentially get him at a, even a slight discount. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay that cost. Yeah. AJ, what about, what do you, what are your thoughts about like, you know, there, there's talk that he's going to return. Do you, or like, even if he's out and like, you know, there, it, it's the injury right now is being, you know, let's just say like tomorrow we hear it's a three or four week injury. 
Do you go trade for him for cheap, hoping he returns back full strength? Or are you nervous on that? Uh, I'm still a little nervous on it because we really don't know what we're up against. Even if they come out and say, yeah, three to four weeks, it still could be something that lingers on once he is back. If, if that's the actual timeline for him getting back on the field, you know, you could have another three to four weeks where he's just not producing at -hmm. the level that you would have expected when you drafted him. Um, so I am a little nervous about it, but um, I might give it a week and and kind of let it play out a little bit and then see if I could put some feelers out there for him. I mean, if I can get the guy at a relatively cheap price, I'm not afraid to try it. Um, I just have to make sure that I have enough solid depth at receiver you know, on my teams before I do it. Um, and I would think that if you're trading for him, somebody's going to want some sort of receiver back and unless they have enough depth where they're like, oh, yeah, well, I need running backs. I have, you know, I drafted six straight receivers and I have no running back depth. You know, you might be able to find a good fit um, that, you know, like all trades should be help you and the person you're trading with. But I just with the uncertainty, I, I think it's it's something I could see me getting burned on. So I don't know if I'm going to be brave enough to risk it. Uh, I think it might be one of those things for me. Like if if my team's doing well, I may not I'm, I may not go out there and, and do anything. Or if I have like a crap load of depth, then I can just throw a couple depth, you know, a couple pieces at a, at a player and or at a team who has cup and maybe get him, you know. And, and hope and even if i have cup and it doesn't work out then it didn't really hurt my overall team but if my yeah. team sucks and i'm kind of desperate and that team is like i'm looking to unload like let's do it let's play like yeah let's let, let's i'm all in like let, let's throw the chips in the middle and just see what happens you know like your team already blows like let's just let's just see what happens right <laughs> so um yeah, this is unfortunate, man. I was really looking forward to seeing Cooper Cup on the field. I kind of thought he was going to have a bit of a bounce back season. Um, you know, but it was there was a lot of talk early on that he, he, people just weren't in on him, and and I was, I was, I was completely in on him early on, which is why I have him as Scott Fish. He kind of fell actually, um, but then I just didn't get him. Ooh, Detroit just scored. Who was that the defense? Oh, they picked. Pick Patty Mahomes. Uh oh. Yep, they sure did. <laughs> Pick six, baby. Um, wow, I must be. Yeah, the, the line on this game, by the way, was hilarious. So, like, as soon as the Kelsey news that like he could potentially that was be the out, rookie branch from uh, Alabama. Oh, nice. Nice uh, start to your crew. Ooh. Oh, bounced right off of uh, who was that? Who's nineteen? Oh, is that Rice? Is was it 19? If, if it's 19, it's Kadarius Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tony. You are oh, bench for <laughs> Um, Yeah, that, that's that's funny because we had a lot Oof. of conversation about starting Kadarius Tony today, and most of us didn't, but I think some of us did. Anyway, all right. So let's, uh, let's move this along here. We talked a lot about Cooper Cup. So let's get into our rankings review, start, sit stuff. And I think how we're going to do this and what we've done in the past is we have 
the voice in the sky, Mike LaPlante, kind of present the uh, questions to us. All right. You're going to make me mute my football. Sorry, bro. <laughs> All okay. right. So we're going to start in with the quarterbacks here. Who are we going to start this week out of, uh, out of these two? Geno Smith versus the Los Angeles Rams or Kirk Cousins versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We'll start with you, Chris, since you're the guest. Uh, I lean Kirk Cousins uh, in this matchup uh, just ever so slightly over over Geno. Uh, Vikings last season, uh, top five in pass rate over expectation. Uh, still also top eight in pass rate over expectation once they got into the red zone. And I would expect similar passing rates like for 2023, especially after getting rid of Dalvin Cook. And I'm not, I don't think there's been any indication that while folks are excited about seeing Alexander Madison get a larger workload, that he's going to essentially be the this bell cow type running back, this highly efficient type running back that's going to push them back into being more of a even uh, running the ball more uh, in the in the red zone. And so with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver one, ain't no question about it, uh, being his wide receiver one, TJ Hawkinson, uh, who was uh, he actually led the league or was right behind uh, actually right behind Justin Jefferson in terms of first downs uh, per target after the trade uh, from uh, after he was traded to the Vikings. Uh, so having those two high end pass catchers on top of picking who I thought was going to be one of the who I think is going to be one of the better wide receivers in this class and Jordan Addison to go opposite Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think this is still one of the least better fantasy offenses despite last season finishing 27th in DVOA uh, which means they were just a bit more lucky in terms of like bounce of the ball explosive plays and whatnot uh, but overall going over going up against uh, going up against the Bucks uh, who I mean the defense is still okay uh, but still I'd like with that passing core I think I'll give the nod to Kirk in week one uh, over Gino all right Joe, what you got? Oh, you want me? Want me? Uh, I actually wrote down Gino, but uh, I uh, I actually started relooking at a couple of things, and I actually do think it is Cousins. Um, a lot of what Chris said, the uh, like I know I know Gino's got good weapons there, DK and Lockett, and they're apparently going to have Jackson Smith and Jigba this week, which is shocking uh, i just don't really know how much they expect this dude to play like one bad hit on that wrist and he's toast for a lot longer so it seems stupid to risk a dude's entire season to start out his career you know in game one um but yeah i mean i kind of you know neither one of these defenses is all that great you know tampa and the rams they used to be considered elite defenses we we kind of saw that they're not the one thing that kind of it's it is super close the one thing that does kind of want me to say gino just ever so slightly is that at least the rams offense i would tend to believe would be slightly better than the bucks especially with stafford at quarterback you know with tampa like it's baker yeah and they they've got mike evans they've got um They've got Godwin. We like Rashad White, I guess. 
and of course the Rams are missing Cooper Cup, so that's got a huge loss there. But so you would, I guess you would think that maybe Geno's going to have to pass a little more to keep up. But Cousins could just throw three touchdowns early, and then we're done. Like the conversation's over. And like, you kind of think that could happen with, with, of course, Jefferson, and we're all like Addison, and you know. Osborne is is no slouch either. You brought up, of, of course, Hawkinson, which saw a massive target share once he got to the Vikings. And then, you know, Madison can catch pass at the backfield too. Don't forget that. He's no Dalvin Cook, but he is good. So I do slightly lean Kirk Cousins right now. It is super close though. All right, yeah. AJ, round it off. Is it a clean sweep? I mean, you guys all made really good points. So I might have to lean that way. I, I, uh, I did have Gino. Um, so I'll stick with it. Uh, I, I think mm. that that last year wasn't necessarily the fluke. You know, he finally got his chance, um, and and he balled out. Um, so uh, in his game, in his first game against the Rams last year, he had 367 yards, three touchdowns, and and one pick. Um, he did also lose a fumble, but that was at LA. Um, he played them again at the very last game of the season, which was kind of meaningless for them. So stats weren't really as, as uh, mind blowing. Um, but he did actually rush a lot in that game. I have four rushes for 51 yards, which was kind of surprising. So I, I still like Gino this week. Um, but I, I do think that maybe cousins will out outshine him. Um, just in my mind, a potentially better offense. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's a tough uh, one. I've actually, I, I mean, I've got I mean, him back to back close. right now. I've got Gino ahead yeah. in my rankings, but my gut tells me cousins. And so sometimes, you know, I'm like, the projections roll out one way, and but my gut tells me something else. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, I think hey, we can move we'll start on. it off early with a clean sweep. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Well, moving on to the next one here. This this one might be a little quicker, depending on how you feel. Deshaun Watson versus the Bengals or Anthony Richardson versus the Jaguars? We'll start with you first, Joe. The rankings will say Richardson because of the projections kind of push that way. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Um, I'm not. I want to I want to see Richardson do it. And of course, you know, this this is a pretty good matchup for him uh, but I, I still just don't think this Colts offense is is ready yet to be able to produce enough I know he's gonna you know run quite a bit but I, I want to see him produce enough for us to be able to trust him before we throw him out there over somebody like a Deshaun Watson and I know the matchup is way tougher for Watson but no thank you I'm not doing that All right, AJ, you are next. Uh, I I actually had Deshaun on this one. I just think that overall, from a talent perspective, he is the better option. Richardson, uh, in my mind, has the tougher defensive matchup. Jacksonville's defense is, is in my mind, definitely better than Cincy. Um, Cincy allowed the least amount of points to the quarterbacks last year. You want to look that up again? That's great. That doesn't matter to me. I'm going <laughs> full defense. So, okay. Um, I I just I mean, call me a homer for for uh, Dougie P. But Richardson's too raw. 
Um, I, I think Jacksonville is going to be able to get get to him, get pressure on him. Um, they already are down Jonathan Taylor. Um, they're probably down Zach Moss. So, you know, they're going to be looking for Richardson to be taking on a lot of that rushing potentially. And I think Watson will be able to also rush, but it's going to be more, uh, more designed as of uh, in lieu of, uh, you know, kind of all on the fly, like, oh, shit, I'm about to get sacked. I need to run. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of that coming Richardson's way. So I, I think Watson's the better the better option in my mind. All right, Chris, all yours. Oh, boy. Um, so I, 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 I can't um, – yeah, I just I, – I can't in good conscience – Oh, oh <laughs> you want to talk um, about your Dougie me. P homerism? I I can't in good conscience go against my guys as here. he puts on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> no, um, well, at least for for fantasy purposes, because I, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not one of those rabid like Bengals fans that thinks like we're going to completely go out and stomp in Week One or whatever, and we're going to the Super Bowl. I hope we do, but still. Uh, Points in favor of Anthony Richardson. Uh, we all know, I mean, there's really no, uh, there's no debate that he is one of, if not the most athletic quarterback that we have ever seen. Combine testing mm-hmm. numbers better than uh, insert athletic quarterback here. Doesn't matter. Um, last season, rushing quarterbacks facing the Jacksonville Jaguars, Daniel Jones, rushing production, not even passing production, rushing production. 11 for 107 and a touchdown last season. So that floor of 16 points right there, that was Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson, 14 rushes for 89 yards, no touchdown. Jalen Hurts, 16 rushes, 38 yards, touchdown. So three rushing quarterbacks that faced the Jacksonville Jaguars last season averaged over 10 points. So that's that's Anthony Richardson's floor right there all right it's not like the jack the jags went out and signed some elite corner they don't have sauce gardner or some other like hot young rookie corner working for them so yeah if daniel jones can put up you know can cross the century mark and get a touchdown against the jaguars defense also while piloting a wide receiver group of what castoffs hmm. from a different team, like what Isaiah Hodgins was on the Bills practice squad, if memory serves, before he came over to the Giants. Darius Slayton left for dead. Sterling Shepard got hurt in the middle of the season. Wandell Robinson gone. I mean, how is that much, much worse than what Richardson has to work with? I just think first game in the NFL against real defenses. I know the Jaguars ain't a real great. defense. I know they're, dude, come on. Jaguars ain't a real defense. Better than what he saw in the preseason. Whoever he faced in the preseason, it doesn't matter. And he looked rough in the preseason for most of the time. So I, I'm, that's fine. I'm, 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 st- I'm staring. I'm staring clear week one. If I, I would say that if the rushing is going to be what we expect it to, and what we and what we have seen from similar quarterbacks in the past. I would bank on I would bank on Richardson just just from a fantasy standpoint. Just from a fantasy standpoint, it might look ugly, 
probably don't even watch the game. Just look, at, <laughs> just look at Yahoo, ESPN, whatever site that you play on, like after the game is over. And they'll be like, holy shit, 26 points. How do you do that? Like that's 26 it, points, man. I've been like QB, QB4. All right. 100 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Could happen. Uh, I can't do it. Anyway. I like it. I like it. That's why it I put Let's those two on. there. That's why I put those two there. <laughs> it's close. So, I mean, I understand. It, it, it is very close. It, it is a ceiling versus a floor argument for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, you, you talked about him a lot, Chris, here. We're moving on to our next one. Daniel Jones versus the Cowboys. Or Russell Wilson versus the Raiders. AJ, you get to start us off. Let's get ourselves back in the kitchen, baby. We cooking with Russ. Come Ooh. on. That's a, that's. I mean, just looking at the opponents alone, I, I don't even care about the quarterbacks. Dallas has a light years ahead better defense mm-hmm. than the Raiders. So I, I love the matchup for Russ. He's on the comeback tour. Um, he's got, you know, an egomaniac head coach, you know, throwing in plays now. Uh, I think he needs to prove something to the league and to, well, really into fantasy managers, um, and and to himself and maybe to Ciara, uh, maybe it gets him back (laughs) into the kitchen that, you know, is inside of the house instead of the one in the dog house that he's been in. So Danny Dimes, I think he can put up some decent stats. I think it's going to be a, a, you know, a back and forth game in Giants Dallas. But Wilson, I think, is just going to dominate this game. All right, all right, I like it. Hot and spicy out the gate. Right. All right, Chris, you're next. Uh yeah, I'm not starting any quarterback against Dallas's defense. I, I want nothing to do with that. It's it's too much of uh, uh, I think Dallas is going to be like the number one defense in the league. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, they were third last season in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. While I'm optimistic about what him and Waller can do, outside of those two, who were people drafting, like on on that squad? I mean, at all? Like in the first like eight to ten rounds in fantasy drafts this season. Saquon Barkley. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that that's about it. Dallas was also top 10 in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back too. So, okay. So we've got Darren Waller and that's it. So on the flip side, despite the fact that Jerry Judy's injured, but it sounds like he was coming back to practice, might play this week. Doubt it, but either way. Lot, yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson at least has options, solid yeah. options from – Cortland Sutton to Marvin Mims, who folks have been excited about from yep. a rookie standpoint. Javante, Samaje, Dulcich, if you want to throw his name back into contention. I mean, there's there are there are outs for Russell Wilson where I don't see the same for, for Darren Waller. And the Raiders defense last season tied for the most QB1 uh, finishes allowed in the 2022 season. I think that whole team is in disarray. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Devonte Adams move by the trade deadline. Uh, just watch him go to freaking Jets and go play with Rodgers again. <laughs> Either way, yeah, if there's a team, there's offense facing the Raiders, I will side with that offense. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to make it a clean sweep, Joe. Honestly, I, I'm not. I um, I know I probably should. 
Um, and, and I hear all your all's points. I know the matchup is there, but I just, I don't, I don't trust Russ Wilson yet over. And, and, and like, I'm not a, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy, but he has some nice games against Dallas last year. Um, you know, like, you know, 15, 14, you know, 15, 14 points, not great, but like Wilson was lucky to hit those points a lot last year. I get we're all like, you know, you know, new coaching staff there in, in Denver. I just feel like we haven't heard a lot of good things out of Denver yet. Maybe they're just like suppressing it. I don't know, but like, I'm just not feeling the love yet there. And and I want to see, I want to see it happen. I know I, I do want to say that like one of the good games he had last year was actually against <laughs> Vegas. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look that up real quick. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah, of course. Oh, week four. Like, that was like his oh, one yeah. monster game, 26 and a half points. So, of course, I mean, yeah. Could that happen again? Absolutely. But then he also had a 10-point performance in week 11. So that could also happen. Same mm-hmm. bad defense. He just put up a dud because that's what Russ is doing. And you just haven't heard a lot of good things out, out, out of him yet. I was kind of high on him earlier in the in the offseason. Got to him in a couple places pretty late. I started shying away from him just because – Things just didn't seem to be improving a whole lot. In fact, if anything, you kind of heard Sean Payton say, like, things really need to get better. This team needs to start meshing and communicating better. And I don't know if that's just Sean, like, playing the mental game with them, trying to, like, light a fire on their ass. But, like, usually you hear a lot of, like, positive talk, you know, even if it's wrong, even if it's not true. That wasn't happening there. And... That tells me no thanks. So I'm I'm on Daniel Jones this week, even though it is the Dallas defense, and I get it. I'm with you, Chris. I think they are the number one defense this year in fantasy, and I've got them ranked right there. That's what I put them as. All so. right. So quick, quick bonus question for both of you, since you had opposing answers mm-hmm. for for Scott Fish as a second quarterback. Uh, do you like Daniel Jones or Sam Howell better? Sam Howell Jones playing playing the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it's the uh, I don't know. Still kind of want to. I mean, I get I, it. Yeah. I'm. I still want to <laughs> see. I, I still want to see. I I've got Howell pretty high. He's 18, but I got I got Jones a little bit higher. So that's where I'm like I'll I'll take. I think I'll take Howell. I, yeah, I'm, could I'm that just almost... be one of those like they just get ahead and then if... they just like just run Brian Robinson a bunch. If Terry that's McLaurin plays, does that change well, your yeah, opinion? Yeah, that's that's what that's kind of to a... me. I just kind of wonder if they're just going to smash the Cardinals because everybody will this year. Well, yeah, somehow yeah. won't have to do much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So. All right. Moving on to our moving on to them running backs. Yes. All right. We got a bunch of. Well, I mean, I, you guys are great at transitions. Oh. Talking about the Cardinals here, James Connor against Washington. Or Damian Pierce against Baltimore. Joe, you get to start us off this time. Actually, no, my bad, my bad. Chris does. I, I fucked that up already. Uh, Amateur. I caught it. I still... <laughs> I have to go with... I'm going to go with Damian Pierce on this one. I, I, cannot, I cannot invest in this Cardinals offense. It just... I know that James Conner is going to get most of the work and he's probably going to get 80% of the running back carries Uh, looking at their pass catching core. 
they'll probably wind up with you know somewhere between like five, six, seven, eight targets, like somewhere in there. So like the touches and the volume will will always be there, like for for Connor in this offense, the way they have it set up right now. My concern is is he going to find himself uh, like he's not going to break off any explosive runs. We can't at this point in his career, we can't expect that from him. So, and we also have very little to uh, very little confidence in the idea that the Cardinals will make it into the red zone. So if he's not breaking off explosives, not getting into the red zone, it's just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it with Pierce. I can, I, there were rumblings throughout the off season of him getting more work uh, as, uh, as a receiver. So we could see a few more targets like come his way. And while facing the Ravens, after the trade for Roquan Smith, they only allowed one 100-yard rusher. Uh, and actually, they only one 100-yard rusher and two rushing touchdowns to running backs, like over the back, uh, back like eight or nine games of the season. Doesn't it's not doesn't look like a great matchup like for uh for Pierce. We have seen him break off and be an explosive running back like in uh throughout the 2022 season. So at least there there is an out for him. And also, it's not like I would assume the Texans are going to want to thrust uh, Devin Singletary into obvious passing situations. So if we do see more of a bell cow role for Pierce in this season, which offseason indications have been that's going to be the mm-hmm. case, I would I would lean Pierce over Connor in this in this situation. It's it both are gross. But I, I I lean talent over over all of that. All right, before we move on, real quick, Jamie, debating Damian Pierce and Sanders in two dynasty leagues this week, real quick, guys. Flash round. Sanders. We're gonna talk about Sanders, Sanders soon. Yeah, I mean, but these are two different matchups. Like Just Sanders. real quick, don't yeah, real quick. Probably go Pierce. All right, AJ, any input? Between Pierce and Sanders, uh, I think I'm going Sanders, actually. All right. On to you, Joe. Do you want James Conner against your team this week? Or, or David I mean, I, Baltimore? I, I, I'm, I obviously, I, and I got called out for it on the sheet. Thanks, AJ. Uh, I, I, uh, I know this, yeah. <laughs> I flip flopped on it, man. I, I had Connor, and but like honestly, when I when I wrote down Connor, I was like, Ugh. I mean, the matchup is there. Everything Chris is saying, like the matchup is there. Like the fact that you know the Commanders' offense or defense is not very good. Although, randomly enough, like I looked it up, and they actually gave up not a lot of points to the running backs last year. Maybe that's just because they were getting smashed in the passing game. I don't know. It just felt like this defense wasn't very good, but. Uh, Apparently they were pretty good against the run. I kind of forgot that. Uh, I tried not to pay attention to the Commanders last year because I hated them and Snyder and company. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, this offense is just going to be very hard to trust all around, and so you know, not much else to add. I think Chris, you said said most of it. So you know, this I feel like the safer play is Pierce, even though it's still not good because the Ravens is brutal. Yeah. Uh, I also have Pierce. Um, I, I just think he's going to dominate the touches. Uh, Singletary is more more going to be a change pace guy. Uh, Mike Boone is there. I mean, he could snag a couple targets maybe from him, but overall, you know, they're they're going to focus on getting Pierce the ball. Um, I will say the one the one uh, 
uptick for Connor would be that the guys behind him are pretty much garbage. You know, you got Keontae Ingram and uh, Imari DiMarcado, yep. um, who's, you know, unknown. So I, I think he will also be the bell cow for it, but I just think Arizona is terrible. And uh, the coach is a traitor. So screw them. <laughs> Actually, All I'm, right. glad, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> this one we got a little, a uh, little higher uh, profile names here. I wanted to sneak some, you know, guys in here. Like realistically, nobody has probably the choice of these two running backs. If you do, great drafting. But Ramondre Stevenson versus the Eagles, or Najee Harris versus the Niners. And uh, Joe, you get to start us off. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Stevenson. You know. Uh... Again, you're right. You probably don't have the luxury of fading Inage, but if you do, like it, this is the week to fade him. Going against that, that vaunted, you know, 49ers defense who just absolutely blew away the field as far as running backs or points allowed to running backs last year. And there's no slowing them down. Honestly, they, they got both of back now. So it's game over for, for Harris this week, unfortunately, which. I drafted a lot of Harris because uh, he was slipping in drafts, I felt like. And so it's going to burn me week one, but hopefully things will get a lot better. So it, it's Stevenson. I'm I'm not really that scared off by Zeke. I think Zeke will get his, but Stevenson's still the man. So, All right, AJ, are you, are you going to take Stevenson against your boys or are you going Najee against that vaunted defense? No, I'm going Car Ramrod because anytime I get the chance to, to say Car Ramrod um, on the show, which is my new coined name for him or has been all season, uh, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, it, it talking about depth, the only two uh, running backs that <laughs> New England has right now are Stevenson and Zeke Elliott. I just did the uh, fantasy six pack depth chart updates. Uh, so be sure to check those out too on the site, running backs and receivers. Um, but yeah, that was kind of shocking to me. I mean, I know they traded strong, obviously, but they just don't have anybody else on the roster. So it's like, okay. And uh, rlads.com uh, also verified that for me as well. So, so does ESPN and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's actually okay. shocking for a Patriots team. Like, where the hell is everybody else? Uh, yeah, um, Belichick's like, screw it, I don't care. I'm tired of losing that Brady just, here. Either that, or they're not just they're just not listing them in the depth chart, which seems weird. Mm-hmm. There's other people there. I mean, I feel like Kevin Harris should still be on the team. Oh, Maybe he's on. on the practice squad. I mean, they might bring somebody up. They will. There's no way you squad. go into a game with two running backs. I know you like Ramondre, but that, that's crazy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Chris, what you got, man? Uh, pop quiz. How many 100-yard rushers uh, did the 49ers allow in the 2022 season? Three. Uh, can I play? I think it was either zero or one. I yep. want to say, yeah, it was. They didn't zero. even al- they didn't even say. allow a total of a thousand rushing up. yards oh, yes. <laughs> to the running backs they played last year. Not a one. Zero. Uh, I was gonna say that's uh, easy. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Hot not quiz, a one. Hot chat. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Not a one. Uh, the most I think was Josh Jacobs. I think he got like just short of seventy. Uh, if memory serves. So yeah, no. Unless that's we're like thirty-five carries. Yeah, unless we're expecting <laughs> like Najee to have. 
you know, like when it was him and Ben Roethlisberger and he was getting like, you know, six, seven targets or something like that. So in a PPR league, 17 targets. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're expecting that type of workload, which now having Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, like taking a bigger role, Allen Robinson working out of the slot and Pat Farmuth. I'm not seeing that Mm -mm. target share going his way this season. So no, I I, I can't do Najee this year, especially not week one. Not this week. I I, I like him this year. He played a lot better down the stretch last year and that offense started finally getting moving, but this is not the week to do it. This is not the week to go back to that. If you can do it, like I get it. Most people drafted him as probably their RB two. Some people their RB one. So yep. It is what it is. And so you're kind of stuck with them, unfortunately, I think, in most cases. But if you have the luxury, then you're not doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. He started off last year, week one, with a, an injury, and that slowed down the season. I mean, th- this is this is pretty much equivalent to an injury playing the Niners out the gate. Uh huh. Yeah, kind of. All right. All right, on to the next one here. This one's, uh, I, in my opinion, it's a little spicy here because we got the injury to Jeff Wilson and the Dolphins, but we got Miles Sanders at the Falcons or Raheem Mostert at the Chargers. AJ, you start us off. I'm going with uh, going with Sanders here. Uh, like I said, I, I I would take him over over Pierce as well. I think it's Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Lions has turned the Chiefs over on a punt. Got the ball either in the red zone or just outside the red zone. Whoa, Watching baby! Right now, and up oh, there it is. But oh, is the elbow down? No, I don't no, know. No, that will get down. overturned. That Ground elbow caused is, it. Yeah. Damn, how's it. that elbow not like dislocated? Oh. Yeah, that looked like that. Oh, oh I bet hurt. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, no, there's a divot in the ground. That's why I do not play football. Man, it was just like the the very tip, just right in the no, that's that's some like funny bone nerve damage type of thing. He's not playing the rest of the night. That dude's not gonna feel his arm for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. Was it Justin Ross, Richie James, Richie James? Yeah, oh. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. AJ. AJ, I, I, I didn't thought we had a big play. I was like, oh baby. Back to why you want Miles Sanders over Raheem Mostert this week. Um, I, I, I'm going to actually echo, uh, I'm going to echo Jamie's thoughts here in the, uh, in the comments. I think that the fact that the Panthers wide receivers are pretty banged up right now, uh, between DJ Chark and, and Thielen, um, you know, both teams have rookie quarterbacks, uh, that they're looking at Well, Ritter's not necessarily a rookie, but might as well be, um, I just think Sanders is the better play in my mind. Mustard's, I eh. I mean, uh, he 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 can I, he can I, tweak I, a hamstring and yeah, he can tweak yeah. a hamstring and be out by halftime. But we'll we'll move on. Woo. Chris, what's your thoughts? Oh my gosh. Uh, so between the two of them, I I lean Mustard, uh, but I I have I have concerns, especially with Teron Armstead still missing practice. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's my biggest concern but it's i mean the dolphins the the chargers dolphins game is the only other uh is the only other matchup in week one with a projected total over 50 points 50 by points, points, lines, right. uh other than the one that's playing right now um but without jeff wilson the volume should be there uh the only concern for mostert would be is he going to get targeted once they get into the red zone Dolphins last season, 
they were top uh, top five in password over expectation once they got into the red zone. I think only the Chiefs, Bengals, and I think maybe the Vikings were were over them. They're top four, top five. Uh, so I think with the Chargers defense, they should be able to move the ball well enough that they'll get into the red zone often enough for Wilson or not Wilson monster to be considered for touches, but it's just, if he's not going to be the guy they target, cause they've got a chain, do they, you know, is, is, you know, is monster really going to be able to return that level of value, but I still lean his way over Sanders. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm with AJ. Uh, I'm, I'm on Sanders. I, you know, I look the, the chargers, Defense is a little bit better. I know the the Miami offense is way better than what we expect the Panthers to be. So most of us got that form. Plus, as you said, Chris, it's you know his kind of backfield right now. I think A chain's gonna get kind of worked in a little slower. You know, you know, we're we're even seeing that with the Lions right now. Like they they're they're all in on Gibbs. You can tell they're working him in quite a bit, but it's still more Montgomery right now. So you know the 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 vet's gonna get the the workload early on. That that's typical. My thing with Sanders is that this passing offense still needs to, you know, gel together, especially with injured receivers. They're gonna lean on Sanders a lot, and he can catch the passes out of the backfield too. So even if they're down, he can stay in the game. And so that's why I'm on Sanders. All right, so I did have bonus questions, but since we are running a little long here, we can skip past those ones. So we'll move on then to the wide receivers. And uh, Chris, you get the honor of starting us off again. You get to pick two out of this right. one. Now. We get Garrett Wilson versus the Bills, Devontae Smith versus the Patriots, or Chris Olave versus the Titans. Give me Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I'll take... I'll take those two over Devonta Smith. Uh, that's just more of a personal preference. I understand like Devonta Smith uh, as it relates to target share, especially in like uh, which uh, what splits that you use had a higher target share than AG Brown at times. Uh, my only concern uh, would be for uh, for Devonta Smith is that once they get in the red zone, is it going to be Jalen Hurts uh, taking it taking it in versus him passing it? Uh, whereas with Garrett Wilson, we've already seen the connection between him and Rogers, like already through the preseason, uh, Chris Olave, I don't care if Michael Thomas is back or not. (laughs) It's Olave. That's the wide receiver one Mm -hmm. on that team. I mean, ain't, ain't no two ways about it. Uh, and Derek Carr last year while he was with the Raiders, uh, the Raiders were about league average, uh, in password of expectation, in the red zone. So if they are still passing once they get into once they get in the red zone, I think it's going to be Alave and the one, especially without Kamara right now. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's easier for me to take those two uh, over over Devonta Smith. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to chime in. I, I totally agree. And you're, the other reason is that, anyways. and the and the other reason is that Devonta Smith, like he he saw a large target share last year without Dallas Goddard, and now Goddard's there. And so, yeah, Smith is still great. And this probably isn't a question for a lot of people. They probably don't own. They probably don't have all three of these players on their team. That'd be dope um, if you did, but yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good job, right? Yeah, um, but you know, amazing. <laughs> but Devonta Smith is is unfortunately the the third in this list of of three. Yep. Yeah. All right. I I originally went Smith, but I and Olave, but 
Of course you did, I Eagles think. fan. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree and go go with the two, two right. number ones. So, I mean, that right. is a great point. Both we got two number ones and then a number two in the offense, or a one B. One B. Yeah, that's a one B. Apparently, Jamie just wants us to go all night long. <laughs> there we go. We're just answering all of uh, all of his uh, fantasy questions at this point. Nice. Why not? All right. Next one. Out of, out of the next one here, Joe, you get to start us off. You got your boy Debo Samuel against the Steelers. Your other boy Amari Cooper versus the Bengals. Uh-huh. And then we got Calvin Ridley making his debut after that long absence against the Colts. I hate this question. Um, Thank you. This went in, and and I it so Calvin Ridley's a start for me against Indy. That's, that's a no brainer for me out of these three. Debo and Cooper, honestly, it. So I've been using my half PPR rankings for for most of these answers. Actually, all of them so far. This one is a split. So if it's half, I'm going Debo. If it's full, I'm going Cooper as far as start. Um, you know, tough matchups for, for both of them. But if you can give me the extra like half point per reception for Cooper, he's going to be a target hog in that, in that offense. I get they got Elijah Moore now and the joke is going to get some, but I just Cooper's the guy Cooper's the main dog there. And we know that, um, and we, you know, we saw it last year in that offense and granted, I know it wasn't with Deshaun Watson or very, for, you know, very successful or when Cooper was successful, but Debo is just so hit or miss. Yeah. Debo could, Honestly, like, I mean, he'll he'll be wide receiver three, you know, because he'll break an 80-yard, like, screen pass. <laughs> That's what he mm. does. But it's so hard to rely on Debo. We saw so much of his end of the year, once he played and CMC was there, that Debo just didn't see the same amount of workload, didn't get the yardage, didn't, you know, it just wasn't the same Debo that we were expecting. Maybe he was injured. We don't know. Um, we're also dealing with a, you know, Brock Purdy supposed to be the guy, but like maybe this was like, like I, I, I loved the story and watching Brock Purdy last season. And, but I think we're all hoping that that continues just because it was fun to watch, but we don't really know what's going to happen with Brock Purdy. Um, and also like he didn't play much this preseason. So that matters. Like, what do you play? One series, I think, is what it was. Through one pass for like four yards, <laughs> like it, he needs he he's gonna need to kind of knock the rust off too, and 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 feel comfortable in the pocket again a little more too before I I can trust a Debo over a Cooper, in my opinion. It, it it's tough to start Debo right now, but it's a tough matchup for both of them. So, all right, AJ, round her off. <sighs> Uh, on this one, I'm going Cooper and Ridley. I, I just, I don't like Debo at all this year. So personal preference. Oh, right. Man, even after he's been sending shirtless picks to Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. He's also been a whiny little bitch about how the Eagles crushed him in the NFC championship game. Oh, we, we got to the root. Oh, we got to there the root. There it is. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> all right we'll, we'll move on to the next one here all right uh aj you're gonna start us off again you got right. dj moore against the packers making his debut 
we got another Niners uh, wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk against the Steelers. And then on the other end of the field, you got Deontay Johnson versus the Niners. Who are you going out of these three? Uh, I'm going DJ squared, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. Uh, I, I do like Ayuk this year. Um, I, I honestly think he will be more valuable than Debo. Um, I don't know if many people will agree with that, but, uh, I love DJ Moore. Um, I, I think him and fields are going to have an awesome connection this year. Um, and Deontay is just the main guy for Pittsburgh. So those are the two choices for me. Mm. All right, Chris, are you going to change it up? How are you going to go? No, I'll, I'll stick with those two. I have my skepticism over DJ Moore long-term, uh, just given the number of targets that he got in the Panthers offense and their passing rates versus, I mean, we can say he'll have a monster target share, but on a team that's only going to run it, let's say even two-thirds of the amount of, uh, or they're going to pass two-thirds of the amount uh, that Carolina did last year. Uh, I think DJ Moore is fine for this one. Deontay Johnson from his volume, uh, in the offense, also fine, even though he has a, a tough matchup. I think with Ayuk, uh, the hope is that he can continue to challenge uh, Debo Samuel for for more looks in the offense, and George Kittle for 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 that matter. Assuming Kittle plays this week, uh, but overall, I think it's easier to look at both uh, both DJs for for this one. All right, uh, Joe. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I initially wrote it down. Um, uh, you can DJ more, uh, but I looked at my my rankings a little wrong here. Um, weirdly enough, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but the uh, the 49ers were one, two, three, four, five. They allowed the third most points to wide receivers last year. Is that what I'm reading? One, two, four, fifth. Um, Probably because they couldn't run on them. So, yeah, I mean, they just, you you get up. You know they get they They would get up big or, yeah, you can't run on them. So people were passing against them. Johnson's going to have this boatload of targets, and, and we know this. He did last year, the last three years, six, two, and six in targets in, in the NFL. And, yeah, I, I was going against Pittsburgh. They're they're really good, too. So um, it's not going to be pretty for each or, either one of those guys, Ayuk and Johnson, but um, I would lean Johnson just slightly over Ayuk, especially since he's probably the wide receiver one on that team. Um, Ayuk is... I guess the wide receiver won, but you know, we just talked about Debo, like Debo's still there. And that does make a big difference for, for IU. Like there's a lot of games where IU does absolutely nothing because Debo just goes off and, and not that I'm saying it will, but it's possible that neither one of these guys goes off. Um, yeah. So anyway, moving on. All right. I'll, I'll let you guys decide real quick. You want to do the bonus question? Since Jamie wants the bonus, you know, he wants the content, <laughs> you got to give the people what they want. We're all, we're, all right. We, we, we can rip through the last part, part of this, I think. Yeah. Not a all lot right. of analysis with the last parts. But. All right. Sounds good. We're going to do the bonus question, Jamie. All right. Chris, you get to start us yep. off with this one. Michael Thomas versus Titans. Marquise Brown versus the Commanders. Or Terry McLaurin with some turf toe against the Cardinals. Uh, Terry McLaurin, assuming he plays. That's an easy one for me. Fair enough. Joe? Oh, uh, uh, I assume this was a sit two um, or a, a pick two. Well, but, uh, yeah, yeah, pick two. Yeah, oh, my bad. Bad. my bad. No, my no, bad. No, no. I, I figured that was what Chris meant was he was sitting McLaurin. 
Nope. I was gonna start him. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought we were picking. I thought we were picking. Assuming he plays, yeah, I would. I would play Terry McLaurin against the Cardinals in Week One. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with that. Uh, him and Michael Thomas uh, would be would be my two picks out of that. All right. Yeah. So obviously, if Terry plays. Those are my two. Sit Brown, um, and then clearly, if Terry McLaurin is is out. Then you play the other two. It, it kind of gets answered for you. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, it it all depends on 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 McLaren's health. Yeah. So, and I mean, just in a short sense, you guys aren't really, you know, afraid of the turf toe. Basically, if he plays. Now, when you play the card from watching him in <laughs> practice, looking like he was pushing because uh, there were some routes that the beat writers were uh, were posting yesterday. Looks like he was pushing off on it was the left foot, if I'm remembering right. Uh, but either way, like he was pushing off on the foot that uh, that we he was said to have had the toe tur- a turf toe on. So if it's not looking like he's limping around in practice, no signs of that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll play him. Yeah. All right, AJ, uh, you, you following it? Yeah, I agree. I yeah, I I kind of figured you guys would you know uh, put McLaurin in there, but I just I was curious how you guys thought about the turf toe playing with it because it is one of those injuries that it is to linger. Yeah. I just want nothing to do with the Arizona offense if I can if I can help it. Yeah, that's that's also fair. That quarterback situation yeah. is disgusting. Sorry. I mean, that quarterback situation reminds me of of that time that the Eagles played San Fran in the NFC Championship game last year. It was just, <laughs> just brutal, absolutely brutal from yeah, another had NFC had to bring West that up team. again, huh? So had to bring that up did. again. Was there a specific team that won out of that game that you're a fan of? I mean, any? I, I think it was the 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 one in the green. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. right. Not the whiny bitches in the red. Oh, okay. There we go. Wow. (laughs) Don't forget the gold, too. (laughs) All right. We'll move on. Gold that day. That's fair. We'll move on then to our tight end section here. We only got two questions for this one one main one, and then a bonus one here for all you uh, Kelsey owners out there. So, Chris started the last one. Joe. Who are you playing this week? Are you going Dalton Schultz or are you reaching for the stars like, uh, for Dalton Kincaid against the Jets? Schultz plays the Ravens. Um, yeah, I, I wrote down Kincaid. I actually meant the. I, I thought you were. I thought I was saying who I was going to sit. I'm sitting. I know Kincaid. it's it's confusing. Um, it's yeah. a battle of the Daltons. Um, I mean, I'm playing Schultz. Uh, I know rookie quarterback. Um, I'd rather take a rookie quarterback throwing to a veteran tight end. Then a veteran quarterback throwing to a rookie tight end who we know rookie tight ends don't usually figure it out this quickly. So uh, Laporta has some nice catches tonight, but mm, no thanks. All right, both very AJ. good defenses too. So I'll take yeah, the, I'm the bet the tight end. I'm starting Schultz as well. Um, more proven receiver uh you know as a tight end uh Kincaid we just don't know what we're getting yet I think long term season wise mm-hmm. uh I think I would go with uh Kincaid but uh this week I like Schultz all right Chris all yours Schultz for me yeah it's easier for me to see a path to targets like for uh, for Schultz, I mean, versus, I mean, Kincaid, it depends on pick your poison with the Bills offense. I mean, from Diggs to Davis to Cook, 
to mm -hmm. still has Knox to deal with as well. And we have even mentioned the Shakir or Trent Sherfield, like who's been also getting yeah. targets like in the preseason. So I know he's on a pass happy offense, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll lean towards Schultz who has an easier path to targets. All right. Bingo. I like it. Clean sweep. And uh, I got to take blame for this, but Jamie thought that was a completely gross bonus question. <laughs> uh, he, that was, that was that the, was the uh, receiver player. one, by the way. Yeah, no, I know the, oh, the, oh. the bonus. <laughs> that was the only bonus question we did. Oh, right, 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 right. So, Sorry, yeah, no, we've got a better one. Pick one Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, or Chris Godwin. Wait, what? Pick one? Pick one. Start one between the three. I read it before for you. I got thoughts on that one. Man. All right, Chris. Oh, okay. You got thoughts? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got thoughts on that one. So I said earlier that the Raiders, uh, we were talking about um, Russell Wilson. So the Raiders allowed like the, uh, the they were tied for the most quarterback one uh, finishes like in the league. Mm -hmm. Y'all know who number two was? Uh, the Vikings. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 So Chris Godwin in the slot. I know Baker Mayfield has been bad in the past. Not the most reliable guy, but that Vikings personnel i know that brian flores is a good defensive coach but lord have mercy like the way that they played last year it was bad that was, uh, of, that's who i was going with too so yeah. it, it is God out of that group i i could see like chris godwin having one of those like 10 for 100 in a touch like that that's in the range of outcomes like for uh for him yeah i agree yeah all right I'm all over with that. appreciate the question jamie all right on to the bonus oh. question. Right. Oh, I was gonna say, I was just gonna skip it. Let's just move on because he he gave us an extra bonus question. Does anybody care about like backup tight ends? Well, fine, I mean, there it, are. Fine, ask it. There's people out there who had to bench Kelsey. I mean, no, I, I understand. That's that why I said never mind. Ask it. Never mind. Ask it. All right. So AJ, you can start us off. You get to choose one rapid out of the three. Of, yeah, rapid fire. I gave you three options because I mean it's the waiver wire. You got Juwan Johnson versus the Titans. Gerald Everett versus the Dolphins or Greg Dolchitz versus the Raiders? Um, I like Everett personally. I think that's going to be a, a, we already talked about it being a high scoring game. Uh, I think he's, you know, definitely a safe option. All right. Chris, how about you? Uh, Everett. Everett was third on the team in red zone targets, like when all of the pass catchers were healthy down the last like six games of the season. So, yeah, give me Everett. Joe, finish it off. I'm actually Javon Johnson. Um, Titans were fifth worst against the tight end last year, and I don't see him getting any better. Um, Johnson's been trending they did. upwards. They nuke. Adam, where have you been? <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I just think you know Johnson's gonna have, and honestly, like you could argue that having Michael Thomas healthy could help him find more space, right? Especially in the red zone type of thing. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Johnson, you know, taking the step forward and being coming a, uh, a tight end one this year. And, you know, this could be one of those games that kind of vaults him into that territory. Titans defense is just not very good. So um, there you go. Okay. All right. My pick. Joe, you can take it away with your uh, futures. All right, so yeah, so 
we're gonna finish off here uh just kind of run through not not to give a lot of you know a lot of analysis on this let's just have some fun with it uh some predictions i know we've got game one right now and david montgomery just scored a touchdown to put the lions tie them right now 2020 the extra point pending um boom uh, yeah, get Mahomes on the there field. There we go. Yeah, I started so. some Demont this this week. I did too, uh, and of mean, course, mean, I smartly mean. put him into the running back position. I had him in a flex position, oh, but I moved him. Go, I got to just because I almost had him in my flex, and it was like, wait a minute, it's Thursday. Oh, yeah. Like, so I put Tony Pollard so, yes. as a flex. I mean, um, that's just weird. So yes, uh, me and Keith Lott drafted him in both of our. King's Classic Auction and Snake Drafts. Um, so, yeah, starting off with a bang. Anyway, NFL predictions. We're going to run through some, some things with you, Chris. And uh, All right. start off, MVP. Who's your pick? Pains me to say it, but I could see Lamar Jackson getting it this year. All right. I, I, I could see it happening. Okay. He's one of my, he was one of my, on my short list. He was AJ. He, he's actually who I had written down initially, but of course I, 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 because, well, because I picked Jalen Hurts. Is there any reason I, I why do, I you do would think... pick that particular quarterback? I mean, he was so close last year. I mean, he's such a he's such a good guy. He's motivated. He's a really deep yeah. thinker. If you've okay. if you've watched any of his pressers, like he throws out these quotes that are just like, Man, I think I'm gonna go sit in the woods and try to listen. Yeah. For trees falling and whether or not they make a sound, even oh though gosh. I am around, but nobody else is. Wow. Anyway, that's the kind of deep shit he puts out there. Yeah. It's might be boring, but I'm going Mahomes. Uh, I know, boring, you know, he's missing Kelsey. Boring. But like, the, I just Nerd think alert. Like, if he can get Kelsey back for the rest of the season, I don't see how he doesn't repeat. Like, he's just that good. He's. He's actually made it almost work in this game. Gray's looks <laughs> pretty he, good in this game, honestly. And you know, Mahomes I th- I is a magician out there, man. He really is. I feel like he's going to make it work again. So, but, anyway, rookie of the year, um, AJ. I'm going Bryce Young on this one. I think uh-huh. he's uh, is the first overall pick, and. You know he's got uh he's got some solid weapons around him. I think the defense is what's gonna help propel him um, because they may not be as good. So he's gonna have to throw a lot. All right. And no non-quarterback player has won. Oh, sorry, never mind. That was MVP. I was thinking of That's 20, MVP. 2012. Uh-huh. Yeah, since Adrian Peterson. So. Way off on that one, Chris. Where are you at? Rookie of the year. Uh, Bijan. Yeah, that's kind of where I went. It feels like the lazy pick, but like I don't know. Yeah. Nobody from this rookie class really excites me. Like, gonna, you, you, you have to do like over, like you either have to be very close or over like two thousand all-purpose yards yeah. in order to do it. And For I Bijan. Think, I think so. A rookie of the year? 
I mean, to uh, to beat out a quarterback for the for the award. I don't know, I, man. I'm not. I'm not really sure these either one of these quarterbacks have have it in have it in them to perform well enough. You know. I mean, I what like are we looking nar- at? For it's a narrative Young? award, though, right? I don't. But, but rookies, man. Like, I feel like rookies. It's not. It's not always the quarterback. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. No. But no, there's it's not, not like there's not, not like even a player. <laughs> there isn't yeah. really a standout wide receiver in this class. Like, there I mean, has been the last couple of years. It's been you know, it's been Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase. Then it was right. Justin Herbert. Then it was Kyler. Then it was Saquon. Then it was Alvin Kamara. It's been mixing back and forth. Like so, it's been a yeah, I feel like so. Bijan's one of those guys who's going to just go off. Um, you know, we're not going to see like, you know, we're not going to see like Adrian Peterson type numbers when he was MVP. But yeah, well, I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't get good enough numbers from Bijan that he could win it. I mean. Outside of that, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's not, there's not a receiver had, that fell into a spot where you're like, oh, yeah, it's got to be him. So Saquon had 1,307 rushing yards and 721 receiving yards when he got yeah. uh, his well, yeah, that was that crazy year where they had nobody else to get the ball. So to. I'm saying, like, 2K, <laughs> like, it has True. to be like 2K all purpose for him. Yeah. For him to do what did it. Kamara do the year that he won it? Ooh, that's a good question. He was so Alvin Kamara seven to uh well no that wasn't well his rookie season seven hundred and twenty eight yards rushing eight hundred yeah twenty six yards receiving that's a lower bar thirteen touchdowns total yeah but it was eighty one receptions oh. so it was still a lot but I mean like yeah. Bijan could do something I think Bijan could do something like that in this class and win it. Ooh. So Ooh. that's kind of where my, where my head's at. All right, so it's we're gonna rip through some possible. division winners. We'll do the AFC first. Um, I don't read, know. I guess read, should I read, start because I'm, I'm the one who hasn't done it yet. Four. So yeah. I'll do AFC East first. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'm kind yeah. of boring with this. Like I looked through it. And I kind of wanted to be risky with it, but I was like, eh. it's just I didn't feel it. Buffalo, Cincy, Jaguars, and then Kansas City uh chris no arguments there yeah i'm I'm, uh, I'm there uh i'm right there i put baltimore i think it's gonna be a coin toss between that, that was i gotta go y'all yeah oh you gotta bounce <laughs> i got i gotta go he said baltimore we gotta, no, uh, yeah. gotta go <laughs> i, I think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a coin that was good because, well and i will <laughs> yeah, i will say I put that down because I was going Lamar for the MVP. I'm yeah. Thinking, well, if he hits MVP, I mean, it, which, then, and I, I was the it. one that said Lamar getting MVP. So yeah. the two have yeah. to go. I mean, yeah. Well, we know it's not the Browns. Like that. Did anybody that wins it from the north honestly wouldn't shock me? There, it's it's a it's, tough it's a, that's a tough division. Yeah. Um. The other the other one that sort of flip flop with me was, you know, if if Kelsey does miss more time than this, Chargers? one game, Chargers. I, I can see Chargers. That's that's, that's one of the ones yeah. where I was like, oh okay. Yeah. Um, Honestly, so. like I I kind of flip flopped between Buffalo and Miami. Um. Honestly. I'm kind of flip flopping between the Bills and the Jets. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. I like, think Bills and the Jets for me. Not this Bills this and Miami. week one game is going to be awesome because this for, Jets for defense stuff. is legit. They could be a yeah. problem. They are. <laughs> they are pretty good. Yes, they could. Yeah, 
pretty pretty. All right, so NFC rock. here, Chris. We'll start with you. Go go rip through East, North, South, West. All right. So let's see. NFC East. Uh, I will I will take uh, those bird people uh, out of oh, out Atlanta's of the, the South. Out of out of the out of the East. Um, what are they called again? Uh, Phil Philadelphia. Watch McCollins. Uh, oh I'll get back to you on that one. The nation's um, bird. Uh, the eagle. Uh, yeah, whatever. I think it's um, on a flag somewhere. NFC North. Uh, I'm gonna take the Packers. Ooh. I'm, 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 I'm like kind of. I'm kind of like high. It. Like we'll see what happens in Week One with Christian Watson, like already hurt, and Romeo Dobbs coming back. But I'm kind of high on Jordan Love. I think he can take them into this next era of Packers football. Uh, NFC South. Do we care? Uh, Falcons nope. uh, for for for. I mean for the chaos. Falcons for the chaos. For the chaos, go Falcons. Nice. I love it. Yeah, in the West, uh, Seahawks. Oh, all right, all Man, right. You are way off from me. All right, yeah, I, like I want, AJ. I want Gino. I want, I want Gino to like you know solidify his uh, his stature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I do like that. I I feel like I kind of went maybe chalkish. Uh, yeah, obviously Philly, but I. I the craziest thing is that, well, let me get back to that. So Philly, I got the Lions. Uh, I almost went Minnesota, but I think I'm going Lions here, um, especially seeing this how they're up on KC by a point with five minutes left. That means mm-hmm. nothing. They'll still probably lose. Um, <laughs> New Orleans, just because I think Derek Carr down there with uh, a hopefully healthy Michael Thomas even if he's, you know, 75% oh. of what he's been. Not laughing at you. And Olave. just put on the defender. Awesome. was silly. And Holy then um, I, I have the, the whiny bitches winning the West because they're probably <laughs> going to cry about it if they don't. And then people will just be like, God, this again. Honestly, if they don't, Kyle Shanahan will just have an absolute breakdown. <laughs> Suicide slash homicide watch. Yeah, uh, before you pay both of this much for what? (laughs) Yeah. So AJ, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. Philly, Detroit, New Orleans, San Fran. Uh, Good to go. Dallas, maybe. I don't know. You could literally go anybody in the NFC East. I feel like they could all kind of take it. Um, Philly does sort of scare me. Like they they had a lot of turnover this offseason. And and so like there's a little unknown there with with them. But you like that offense. They have a good core of players. You know, Washington's kind of taking a fresh start a little bit, you know, so you kind of like that a little bit. And then there's kind of up and coming giants, you know, maybe, maybe take another step. Dallas seems like that team is just sort of like in limbo, but like they're still talented enough that they could do it. Like really good defense. Could the offense sort of just maybe figure it out? I don't know. Um, But sure. I'll go with Philly. Uh, The lions. Yeah, I, I, I really do like what I'm seeing tonight. This defense is playing far better. I know there's no Kelsey, but even with that, like holding KC to 20 points so far is phenomenal. New Orleans, crap division. They're, they're the only team that I feel like feels like an NFL team in that division. And then San Fran, yeah. I mean, as long as Purdy just doesn't totally stink up the joint, I think that's a no-brainer in that division too. So yeah. mm-hmm. Super Bowl a- teams and winners. I'm going, Chris, you'll like this, Cincinnati and San Fran. 
Let's with Cincy it. taking it home. Let's go. I totally forgot that you were a Cincy fan, and I picked it anyway. Let's so, go. Chris? Uh, yeah, I got I got to have my Bengals getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, on the out of the E or out of the East, uh, out of the NFC, um, I could see Dallas going. Uh, hmm. I could see like Dallas and uh, Dallas and Philly in the NFC Championship. Uh, well, actually, that wouldn't work. Uh, but still, no, yeah, I don't think it works. Yeah, I don't think that works. Uh, either way, I see Dallas coming out of the NFC, and then uh, I think Cincinnati could do it this year. It it would have. I think it would have happened this year if Dallas beat San Fran or this past year. Yeah. I so think that's how seeding worked out. Yeah. The way it could, it could work out. Yeah. They could yeah, play I guess if it's like a six and a one. Yeah. yeah. It, or like well, it'd be a five and a five one. and a one, maybe. Is that what it, is that what that's, it is? Well, that's what it would have been last year. That that's the big thing on and then like other teams the have Phillies to lose to like make it reset correctly. It's all what it is. Oh, it's, it's because like, the Giants left. The Giants weren't supposed to lose, so everything got like mixed up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, got reseeded. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it can happen. The, it's the unlikely, big, but it does happen. Yeah. The big thing here is with the Philly and and Dallas are like the two obvious teams from the East. Whichever one wins, the division is likely the one seed, possibly San Fran. Um. And then the other team would be the five is, is how they're projecting it. Um, and it's like, well, Philly's going to win 14 games again or 15 games or some of the people are saying, which I don't see happening. I think 11-12. But that 11-12, if Dallas has the one over that or ties and then they split you know, the head-to-head and it screws everything up. So, um, Dude. I uh, I have Mahomes a has dropped a dime on Tony and he let it go through his He turned his body away from it to watch Ooh-wee. it cradle. Jeez, man, come on. What bro. did he do? I almost crazy. moved Tony down out of and I think I might after this week, but I think, anyway, I think what you I got for Super Bowl. Super and... I just said I have a rematch of KC okay. and Philly, and I have Philly taking it home. Okay. Although I'd rather, um, I'd much rather play anyone other than Casey. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah, literally. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Uh, we do have Jamie's prediction here, by the way. We'll we'll give him some credit. Um, bowl prediction: Niners versus Jets Super Bowl, and Rogers fumbles last play of the game to lose. I would, you, I would actually love that. You <laughs> you know it would you know what's gonna happen because the Niners own Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be mm-hmm. funny. So. All right, well, so we're about to hit the two-minute mark on the Sunday night game, but uh, we are done, folks. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, and, again, check us out on our Discord, fantasy6pack.net slash Discord. Join us there. And, of course, become an all-access member. Hit subscribe, hit like, whatever it is. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us tonight. Glad course, you can make course. it, and uh, yeah. we'll have to do it again this season. Uh, let everybody know what you got going on this on on uh yeah this NFL season. Uh tons of stuff going on over at Fantasy Life. Um so doing two shows a week uh on Thursdays, one with uh myself, Ian Hartitz, and Dwayne McFarlane walking through some of like the 10 top questions like for the week. Uh also be doing a show uh with uh, the wonderful Cooter Doodle. And uh, Sam Holt, who does awesome. graphics for us. I mean, she, yeah, uh, but um, 
we'll uh we'll be doing they both are like, actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just realized you said sam <laughs> yeah uh so doing a show with them just going over just uh matchups because that's one of the columns i'll be uh, i'll be writing this uh this year for fantasy life doing a premier matchups column along with uh three or four other game previews also doing the waiver wire column uh for for fantasy life as well editing the newsletter and uh, also the writing the newsletter as well. So if you are subscribed to nice. Matthew Berry's uh, Fantasy Life newsletter that comes out every day in your inbox and you happen to check it out on Saturday morning, you'll find it written by this guy right here. So a lot That's of stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on uh, over at Fantasy Life. So, yeah, check it out. You'll find my content there, shows there and all, all that good stuff. Awesome, man. Great well, work, man. For joining so- us. Yeah, thank Cheers. you again, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll reach out again this this season and, and get Let you back know. on, man. This was a yeah, blast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, have a good bourbon night. All right, man. Bourbon night. Okay. Have a good night. Yeah. See ya. All right, AJ. That is it for the show. Uh, next week, uh, we're bringing on Kendall Valenzuela, I believe. Uh, that'll be a good time. Uh, another fantasy life another fantasy life maybe we're just i mean they got everybody so we're, it, it is what it is life. so um but yeah we uh whoo fourth and 25 kc to turn the ball over sky with sky more almost had that too i think i think we're gonna see kc go oh and one it looks like whoa baby maybe travis kelsey's a damn it i knew i should have picked the oh. lions and the pick them I thought about it. I really did, but I I did not. I thought about taking them. Didn't go with the points after Kelsey got rolled out. I didn't even think about it. I was too busy updating rankings in my like fifteen fantasy lineups, and I was like, oh, as soon as the game started, oh, maybe I should have swapped. Oh well, whatever. Did all of us go Chiefs? Then we're zero three between the three of us. (laughs) Probably. I'm gonna get the Lions because he destroyed everybody last year in the pick'em. So Dave Eddie's the only one that picked him, maybe. Did I sign up? You probably didn't get four hater. What? I don't even think I signed up for the pick'em. Well, you're an idiot because you know you don't pay attention to our Slack channel. Yeah, that's what happens. All right, guys and gals, we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening and watching. Have a good night.